Hey, everybody, and welcome to the episode, episode 15 of the Fireside Freedom Podcast. It is April 19th. It's Tuesday, April 19th, 2022. Glad to have you all here today. We are going to be talking about building community with everybody that we've got here. We've got Brian, we've got Buddy, and we've got Ken and me, Amy. So uh, thanks, guys, for joining me here tonight. Before we get started on this delightful topic, we are going to, uh, I'm going to go around and ask. How many uh, tabs did you guys have open on your computer before we started this chat here? Because we are all we are all doers. We got all the things going on, right? So so fess up. How many tabs did you have open before we started this? Brian, you want to start? Yeah, I mean, like currently, I sh well, I shut down a lot before I logged on just for yeah, bandwidth. But uh, right now, I think I have twenty seven open, and I probably shut down that much. Um, yeah. So, yeah, in that 20 to 50 range. Yeah, yeah. Buddy, how about you? My desktop, I currently have 42. And on my phone, I looked because we talked about that. I have 63. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. Ken, how about you? Um, well, I closed down the one browser that keeps all my tabs open. And I'm going to guess there's probably 50 open in that one because I have all the different, <laughs> I have tons of different workspaces in it. So I'll only ever see about 10 at a time. And I just switch to a different workspace, whether it's construction or something personal or podcasting, whatever it may be. I'll probably have 10 to 12 tabs in each workspace. That's so I open right that now, personal I have stuff one in. Open. I open that personal stuff in incognito mode. That's crazy. That's you guys. a good tip, Brian. Good tip. That's why we have this community so we can learn how to do the things, right? How to do them correctly. I, I didn't have that many open. I think I maybe had like 12. Uh, and I, I close them all down when I do something like this because I Amateur. tend to be. Yeah, I know. And I tend to be a little bit of a squirrel. So if I see all those tabs when I'm doing stuff like that, then I get distracted. But my phone, I usually have a ton open. I'd, I would have to look, and I'm not going to do that because squirrel, right? Uh, but tonight, we are going to be talking about building strong communities because communities are super important. Um, no, no matter what you're doing, community is important, but they can be tough to build. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the struggles with that. And so I guess our first question we're going to start with is we have in-person communities and we have online communities because we live in the time that we do. And both kinds have pros and cons. And so I'm wondering what you guys would say are the pros and cons of in-person versus online, and then maybe tell everybody which community you find yourself spending the most time in, whether that's online or in-person. So Ken, do you want to start? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that one. Um, I'll, I'll start with the second part of that first, the one I probably spend the most time in is I'd say the online community. And that's because it's so easily accessible. This thing almost never leaves my hand. So I've got my whole community here. Um, it's, it's always there. I can access you guys, you know, it's text somebody or I'm on MeWe or float or whatever online community is. Um, the downside of that is you only ever see each other through a screen. So you don't actually get the full experience. It's, there's a lot that's lost in body language. And a lot of, a lot of that too goes out the window because some, a lot of people might put on an aura or a persona for their online uh, interactions and all of that. So you, 
people are a little different online than in person. So I prefer in person, but probably spend more time in the online community. Buddy, how about you? Yeah, <clears throat> this is a tough one. Uh, I've been part of an online community since I was 15. So better part of my life at this point. And uh, I mean, as a technology person, I've just always uh, been online with communities. And so I'm, I'm super used to them. And uh, like, that's just kind of who I am. However, <clears throat> part of several uh, in-person ones. And, you know, I guess they have their pros and cons in a sense. I mean, you know, the online communities are, are great to, to meet a wide variety of people, you know. Talk about diversity and inclusion. You know, it's you can get a diverse set of uh, viewpoints of people like all around the world. And I mean, I have friends in Japan. I have, ironically, I have a Jamaican friend that lives in Japan. So, <laughs> uh, you know, so you can get all kinds of, of people and stuff and, you know, and really get different perspectives. And so that's great. You know, the problem is, you know, you can't hang out by the campfire and have a discussion with them until the wee hours of the night and <clears throat> you know and everyone's loopy because they're either tired or drunk you know it's like that's just not a thing you know online because that's a different thing you know and you know from the in-person perspective you know i'm an eagle scout you know was in, in boy scouts my most of my entire life and then you know as an adult i've been in various you know in-person communities from uh technical organizations to church and other things and you you tend to have a closer bond with those people uh, for the most part. Um, and there's also something to say with the um, just call up a couple people and be like, I need, I need to help moving this thing. That's 150 pounds. Uh, can you, can you come give me a hand? And they can show up and do that. Whereas online people are like, I will send you a wave of support, <laughs> you know? And so, um, you know, what, yeah, my preference, man, I don't know. Um, I think in person would be my preference um, because because I feel like you get a more personal um, uh, relationship and I feel like those are more important. Now, I preface all of that to say that I'm the person on the panel that sucks at it. I am terrible at communities. I terrible at friends. I mean, I, you know, I, I think I would be a good friend, but I have three friends. So I don't know, you know, I mean, I have three good friends and I don't really talk to them very much, you know? And so like, I, I don't know, I am just terrible at building community. I'm good at being in a community and in person, but from building a community perspective, I am terrible at it. So uh, that that's going to be my contribution tonight. You know, maybe what not to do or, you know, if you have no idea what you're doing, like that's me anyway. Hey, honesty is a good thing, right? <laughs> Brian, what about you? You're fine. You got, you got one more than I do. So, <laughs> I mean, friends, friends are one thing and community is another thing. Um, I really have different categories there. Like I, I have two or three people in my life that I could go to with anything, anytime, whenever I consider those my friends, but, um, community is the resources um you you have to be resourced to them like let's define what community is really to begin with but uh 
I, I see it as a, as a resource of information or um, physical help or emotional support or whatever you need, um, you need brought in because you can't provide it all yourself. Uh, that's where you rely on other people, but you also have to be willing to give that to them too. You have to be able to provide something for them. So I think a community is anything that bonds people and it could be overlapping. It could be any number of those things or just one of those things. So maybe it's just a work group where you just do work together. You do community projects together. So the affiliation only has to be that in common. So it, you could be a bunch of liberals and a bunch of conservatives and um, whatever, and you still have that community of you just doing work together. Or maybe you have a community of like-minded people politically or whatever. So that's what I look at as community is just resources. So as far as online or in person, currently I'm spending a lot online because we decide we're leaving. So building a local community is spinning my wheels. So at this point, I'm building an online community that I eventually can go and meet in person. Hopefully, as I travel around, I have a big list of people that I know where they are and where I can where I can talk to them. Um, but so that's where I'm spending the most of my time. But I think the value comes in the in person uh, communities uh, that that um, face to face interaction, that shaking hands, the the looking people in the eye, I can read people a lot better when I am um, looking at them. I spent 10 years doing it behind a bar, so I got really good at it. Uh, so I like that, but I like the availability, like Buddy said, of the world as an online community. So that's those are kind of the pros of those. Cons, I mean, cons. That's the cons of online is there's cons out there. <laughs> like you, you never really know what you're getting. So yeah, I think that, about wraps it up. I think that, um, you know, I get the problem with being last to answer a question is y'all, you know, you, you answer the question before I get to it, but I, I, you, you basically said everything. Um, I love that we have the online community and you can reach people across the world, people you would never have had an opportunity to meet, you know, or converse with or have a friendship with a hundred years ago, but now that's just so normal. They're just right there for you. Um, so I love that. Um, but there there are great things about in-person community. I would say that I I probably spend more time with the online community because I do most of my work online. So I think that just comes with it and it's more convenient. Um, but I do like what you said, Brian, about it's it's kind of like we have to define what community is. You know, I think some people when they think about I want to build a community, they want the community to be all their friends. You know, I want everybody in the community to be my best buddy, you know, and I I, I don't know that that's I mean, maybe that is the definition for some people, but I think you have to clarify what community is for you, you know, before you, you start to build it. So um, with that in mind, what do you think when, when you are building a community, when you're trying to put together a group of people for whatever reason, what do you think is the most important aspect or one of the most important aspects of people in that community? Is it that they are working towards the same goal? Is it that they have similar interests? Is it um, that they're decent people? What What do you think, what would you say is the most important part? Buddy, do you want to take this one first? Yeah, and you stole my answer in your example. Uh, I think working towards a common goal. I mean, having that singular focus 
you know, is, is that, you know, it's like, that's why I go to, you know, um, developer user groups, you know, cause it's that singular focus. I don't care what everyone, what everyone's political ideology is at that. All I care about is that we're going to program. In fact, uh, one of the, one of the core communities I was in started going woke and has basically destroyed my want to be in that community anymore because all they want to talk about is politics, you know, and I'm like, I I'm here to talk about programming. I'm not here to talk about that stuff, you know, you know, then there's the, you know, agorism side of things, you know, between this and, uh, you know, sort of a podcast, like, you know, that's a little more all encompassing because it's more life. And I feel like, you know, you can develop more friendships, um, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm part of other, uh, other communities as well. But yeah, to me, a, a community, as long as you can stay focused on a specific thing, uh, then you can build a uh, resilient um, community. Um, and then, you know, when you need to leave is when that, that community's goals have changed. And so you can, because that's, that's something that I do is I'll go in and out of communities because it's like, uh, this is no longer providing value for me and I'm no longer providing value for you and it's time to separate ways and uh, I'll see you later. Ken, do you want to go ahead? Yeah, like, like Buddy was saying, you kind of have to define what community is and even going going beyond that is defining what kind of community that you're trying to build or, or that you want to be a part of. So like, like he said, you hit on it, nail on the head. If you go into a programming, you know, commit or community, you don't want to deal with homesteading stuff and personal growth. And I mean, you don't, you don't want people putting all that out there because you're not there for that. Um, so definitely similar interest is, is a huge aspect of community. Now, if you're trying to put together a, an intentional community, as we like to call it in the homesteading space, where you want to be completely self-sufficient and off the grid and, and all of those things, you got to have a, a more well-rounded uh, feature set of people. So you'll be looking for different things within those people. I would say inside any community, you want decent people. Um, if somebody is a jerk, then they're just a pain to deal with. It doesn't matter what what kind of community it is, unless you know you need that kind of personality for whatever your main goal is. Hopefully, none of none of us here need that or want that or or have that <laughs> at the appropriate time, of course. But definitely defining what kind of community you want, and then find that fit that aspect or finding a community that has that already. Yeah. Um, they got to be dependable. That's, that's it. Like they got to be there and dependable in whatever aspect I'm relying on them. So if it's somebody that shows up and we, uh, go walk in the woods every day because that's what we do for in our community is we are wood walkers. Um, I got to make sure those people are going to show up because I'm counting on them to be there. Uh, if we get together and draw pictures, uh, they need to be able, it doesn't matter what the, what the thing is. They just need to show up and need to be able to be dependable, dependent on them. And yeah, everything else is depending on what kind of community I'm building. So dependable. Yeah, which is a little bit like uh, Nate said over in the chat. He said, reliability that you will do what you say you will do. So, yeah, 
that's a big deal. Uh, a couple other comments here. Why is it not clicking? Oh, it keeps moving. Farm and Flower Show says, it was great meeting Letty Lou, Brian, and Amy in person. It is nice sharing a meal or cocktails or comfrey and rabbit poop with them. <laughs> he goes on to say, I mean, once you share comfrey and rabbit poop with someone, that is something special. It's all about sharing something special with each other, right? Aaron from Two Chicks Homestead says, I started a local group on Facebook, and now that it's been going for a while, it's like, yay, we can meet in person. Also, it's like, crap, we have to meet in person. <laughs> Yeah. Let's see. So something I just thought of. Uh, I mean, I don't. Is it okay if I say something? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Something I think I thought of is you need a um, strong and consistent leader there. Um, you know, they don't have to be the one running everything per se. You know, but they they have to be the one that that uh, they're the the. The BDFL, the benevolent dictator for life, in a sense, the, the the one that will, you know, end the argument, you know, the one that will, uh, you know, make sure <clears throat> to pull the people together to plan the thing, you know, you know, or like push forward. You know, it's like you've been in a group. Everyone's trying to figure out where to go and no one wants to make the decision. You know, you need that person. It's like, I'm tired of hearing y'all. We're going here, you know, and. And everyone will follow, you know, but you need that leader that will keep everything together. And you need some kind of consensus from everybody that that's who that person, you know, that's, that's going to be that person. Uh, so that when things get weird, everyone has, you know, you know, someone to look to and you're not Spider-Man pointing at yourself. So mm -hmm. I, I think that's an important aspect as well. I think one of the things that's important, uh, like you said, about figuring out who kind of the leader is. Uh, but I, I also think there's something to be said for just a group of people, whether they have similar interests, they're working towards the same goal, whatever it is for your community, somehow the community has to gel. They have to gel. They have to be able to work together or tolerate each other. They don't have to be best friends, but they have to be able to at least be in a space together and, you know, be able to handle that. Um, it's really interesting because there's a there's a group locally here that is trying to get some things going and, and we all kind of have the same thought process and we all have the same goals and we're all trying to do the same thing and we do not gel. And it's re it's really weird because you, you have that thing where, oh, we live in the same area and we have the same goals and we're working towards the same thing and we get together and we just we just don't gel. So you can have the same all those same interests and it, it's still isn't going to work. But like you said, buddy, uh, I think part of it is that there's no clear leader or there's, there's too many people who want to lead, you know, there's too many chefs in the cook in the kitchen. So Brian, were you going to say something? Yeah. There's a weird dynamic there. Like, um, Corey has a thing with her work right now where they're just trying to make everybody be friends and spend time together. And like, I don't need to go to work to make friends. Like I go to work <laughs> to make a fucking paycheck. Right. Like, I don't need to be their friend and I don't need to go and sorry, I have great coworkers. They're cool people, but I spend 40 fucking hours a week or more with them. I don't need to go have drinks with them. I don't need to go hang out with them after work. I want to go hang out with the, my wife who I don't get to see for those 40 plus hours because I'm at work and don't make me be friends with people because we have the same occupation. Like it was the same thing with school. Like you have to be friends with the kids in your class. Well, why the fuck do I got to be friends with them? I don't even have anything in common with them. 
Like, why do I have to be friends with my coworkers because I have the same occupation with them? Like, I can work with them. I, I don't hate them. I don't like them. I, they're my coworkers. Like, we have a job to do. Let's do it. And I have this disconnect and like all the team building stuff and like that. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine working in a team without being friends with people. Like it just doesn't matter to me. So it's an interesting dynamic. Cause I mean, you know, like we don't to work together, we don't have to be friends, but you know, I guess there's a line there of, we have to be able to at least tolerate each other towards, you know, the goal. But yeah, that's interesting how mutual respect. Like yeah. The respect in the sense yep. that I know you're going to do your thing and I'm going to do my thing. Yep. I, I, you know, when I'm in a new job, like there's a couple people, it's like, I don't like interacting with you, but you know your job. And so we're going to make it work, <laughs> you know? So uh, this brings me to something that will offer it because, you know, the whole homesteading community, we like to think about Ma Ingalls and life back in the day and how everything was great. And there was all these communities and everybody worked together and it was kind of, you know, everything's great. What do you think about communities way back when? Do you think they were better? Do you think they are as great as people believe they were? Do you think we can have those again? Do you think we should have them again? What would you say about communities way back when? Ken, I'll let you take this one first if you want. Do you want to go first on this one? Do I want to go first? No, no, you go. No, you go. okay, okay. Um, I think in a way, the, the way back then communities were better because you had to be somewhat decent to people or you'd get in a gunfight or a fist fight or something like that. <laughs> so, I mean, in a way, those communities were better they didn't have the, the online aspect to be able to find like-minded people to go hang out with those, those people. Or, and they couldn't travel hundreds of miles on a whim to go to living free in Tennessee. I mean, that's only 75 miles away from me. People didn't go that far just on a daily basis. You know, it was a special event, a special occasion. So you, you got, you got along with people in your area a little better. So I think in a way those communities were better because they had to be, but then on the other hand, the modern community where you can go find your people is a lot better because I wouldn't know you guys. I've learned a lot from y'all. I've, I mean, it, it's, it's been very, I've enjoyed the community aspect here that, that we're creating, getting to know new people and learning new things. So you wouldn't have that back then. So it's kind of a, it's hard to say which is better, but there's definitely pros and cons to each. Buddy, you want to go next? Yeah. I mean, I'm in agreement with Ken. I mean, I think that back in the day it was better um partly because of these today like i think this is a problem for modern for for communities now is, is you can be too connected and so when you're you know when you're with your in-group people you know you're actually kind of like hey yeah, yeah. And, you know and you're, you're just constantly on your phone and so you're not connecting i was i was listening to a podcast I don't know what podcast, you know, I've been actually trying to remember so I can go find the clip. Uh, but they were talking about how um, this guy's grandmother told a story uh, of something that happened, you know, she's like 90 years old and she told a story that she had heard over and over again when she was a kid um, from back in, you know, the, uh, uh, the post-Civil War era. 
And this is something that wasn't even about her. And uh, it was about her granddad or her dad or something. And uh, they went and checked up on it, like the historical accuracy of, of this thing, of her, you know, this story of the experience of this person. And it was mostly accurate. It was like 90% accurate. And they were saying that uh, part of the part of old families and old communities is they didn't talk about politics, you know, like um, it, they shared stories, they shared their life with each other, you know, they worked together to 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 survive. I mean, like, let's face it, life sucked 200 years ago, you spent most of your time trying to live. And uh, so when you got together, like all you really cared about was like, hey, you know, what are you doing to get better crops? You know, what are you doing to do this, that? That's what you cared about. And you had a better connection. And the only thing that was entertaining at that point, because radio wasn't around, TV wasn't around, is you told stories. You told fun stories. You made stuff up. But you gave your life experience. And so you got a closer bond with each other. Uh, and we've lost that ability to bond. And that's why everything devolves to politics is because, <clears throat> if we don't like what somebody's talking about, we get on our phone, you know, and we just go, you know, we don't, we don't try to get that connection with the other people. And, and that's something that I've personally tried to work on and I'm, I still suck at, uh, but it's something that I've tried to be more cognizant after listening to that thing of like, that is a problem. We don't bond over common problems uh, other than politics. And that's a bad thing to bond over. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So I think from that aspect, yeah, it, it was better back in the day. Today, like Ken said, you, you can find your people. And uh, so you can get, I feel, I feel like today is fast food communities. You get in, you get what you need, you give what they need and you get out. You know, like there's no long-term relationships type thing uh, for, for most of the time. I know plenty of people that like we've had a relationship for a year or two and, you know, never, never talk again and probably never will. And then, you you know, you see, oh, they got a job over there. That's cool. You know, the kind of so I, I don't feel like you get that good long-term community that builds a happier life, in my opinion, like probably used to. So anyway, stop rambling. I thought you were going to go where I was going to go with this, this thing. Um, you said it's because more people, people are more connected, maybe too connected. Um, I think it's because they can't fucking communicate anymore. Nobody can talk to each other in person. No one can articulate a conversation face to face because it's all texting and emails and it's, it's all online and depersonalized. So when you try to build a community and you're trying to interact with people, people that, have never had to talk to someone they just can't interact and they have trouble interacting um that's where i thought you were going with the phone but that just made me think of that um the other thing with way back communities you guys all talk about my angles and all this shit i don't know i like i saw the show a couple times like i didn't read the books i don't know anything about all the all that stuff but uh way back communities they didn't have all the divisiveness they didn't have anything to bitch about and fight about. There was no um, right and left. There was no white and black. There was no gender inequality. There was none of this bullshit that divides us all that everybody fights about. So their communities all bonded, like Buddy said, over positive things or negative things. But they weren't fighting about was it good or bad. They were just helping each other um, through 
because they had to, because they didn't have anybody else to rely on. All they had were the people around them. So that's why they were so strong as a community. Yeah, I, I think we are really spoiled now compared to, Buddy, like you said, 200 years ago. We are so spoiled. You know, not that we don't have problems, but the problems we have now are so different than, you know, what, like trying to get through the day, you know, surviving, staying alive, trying, trying to figure out how to eat. Um, and so I think that has totally changed communities. We got along a long time ago because we had to, you know, because if you didn't, you know, that what was going to happen. But I think in in kind of the fantasy thing of back in the day, I think people take that we got along because we had to and they think that it was happy and wonderful and everybody you know like they have that kind of vision of what it is or at least a lot of the people that i talk to and i i think people got along because they had to but i don't think it was always pretty but i think people accepted that that was just that's what it was like you you maybe didn't get along with your neighbor but you were community and you argued and you know whatever um, but that's the way it was. And it wasn't the end of the world. And because we have, where's my phone so I can hold it up because we have these phones. Like you said, we, we don't know how to communicate. We don't know how to disagree and be okay with disagreeing. We have to disagree and fight with each other. And now we're not friends anymore. And I'm not going to talk to you and I'm going to call you names and you know, whatever, cause I can be really brave behind a screen and on a keyboard. Right. So I think, communication is different now because people will say things they never would have said a long time ago because someone probably would have you know i mean we won't even go there what people would have done 200 years ago if you really 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 real okay we'll just go with that yeah we'll we'll do a fist fight here i i, I feel like dueling needs to be legal again just, that would be amazing i would love it let's bring it back or or feats of strength like like we got a beef and we can just instead of going to court we can just have a fight like let's do it right. with that. Like, let's bring it yeah. back I, I I got into a couple, you know, physical altercations with my best friend, and thirty seconds later, after it was done, we were cool. Like we didn't have a problem anymore. Like right, we worked it out. <laughs> right. Isn't that how you know, like siblings used to work it out? You know, yeah. you kick the that, shit out of each that's other. How we, yeah, we used to do that at uh, like Friday night at the bar. Like go out and get in a fight, and then go in and buy each other beers. It was. I mean, that's what you yeah. did. Yeah. So. And that goes back to what Amy was saying. Like life, you know, there were disagreements. Life wasn't, you know, all hunky dory. I mean, look at Hatfield and McCoy. Like they bitter rivalry for generations. And but I guarantee if a dam broke and was going to take out the entire town, they're going to put up and they're going to figure out how to save the yeah. town and not worry yeah. about the rivalry. You know, the next day they would be back at it. But, you know. They, they need to make sure everyone is okay first. Right, right. I'm going to go to the comments here. Nate says they had to survive, not play politics. I think that's pretty spot on. Templin Acres says it wasn't perfect, but people put more effort to make it work most of the time. <laughs> Letty says, you may be an asshat, but you're my asshat, so I've got your back when it's needed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Farm and Flower Shows says, as long as there are people on this earth, there has been conflict and struggle for resources. The community of 200 years ago or more was your tribe, your family, your relatives, your relations. So, yeah, I, I think it's interesting how, you know, how you were saying that now because we have these phones, we can pick our people. We pick and choose our people from all over. But I, I think that also makes it so we're not willing to do the hard work 
of community and friendship and communication because we can just find new people. There's a million people out there we can communicate with now. So if, if you make me upset, I'm just going to go find new people. And I think that's, you know, that's changing community for sure. Um, what, what would you say if someone's trying to build a community right now, what would you say are the mistakes that they might make or the issues that might come up that make it more difficult or make them not build it as, as they should? Is there anyone that wants to take that question first? No. I'll go with, okay. I literally have no idea because I can't do it. I have tried, like, I, I, I built a website uh, to sell training on doing Django development. And in that little niche of, on, you know, of style of programming website, I've got the most traffic of everyone that I know. Uh, 30,000 unique, you know, views a month, which was hot, very high for that, for that style of video. And, uh, everyone else had like three, four, five, ten thousand at most, lots of interaction with people. I maybe got a comment every once in a while. And I get an email every once in a while, like, Hey, I'm trying to figure this thing. Out. I had no idea how to build a community. I did all of the got to reply to every comment. You got to reply to every email. You got to do call to actions. Like everything you read in literature that you're supposed to do, I was doing and could not figure it out. So I am excited to hear some of y'all's input on this because I'm just going out there. I have no idea. Talk to people. Talk to people. Um, if you're building, if you need to build a community, uh, set your intentions uh, for the community, what it's what its purpose is, what you want it to do for you, what you're going to get out of it and what you can get put into it. And then talk to people. I, I look at it like a sales funnel. Um, I can talk to everybody at the top and all across the board. I bartended for 10 years. I can talk to anybody like I had to talk to anybody because if somebody came into the bar, I had to entertain them to make money. So I learned to talk to anybody. Can I stand talking to anybody? Absolutely not. It drives me up the fucking wall. Um, I'm a good like five minutes into a conversation and I wander away because I can't hold a long conversation with people, probably because of the decade of bartending, because it was bam, 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 all over the place all the time. If I'm really comfortable with you, I can sit down and talk to you for like 20 minutes, half hour or work alongside you. If we're working, I can all day. But uh, yeah, so I'm short burst. So I have to really evaluate what people are saying, uh, what their intentions are, what they're like. I really read them quickly um, and then I, I put them in a category. I can put them in a category. Okay, I'm I'm like minded in this, this, this. This person would be a good resource for X, Y or Z. And then I start building those communities and funneling those resources into the places I need them. And when I need something from that community or I feel I can provide something to that community, I reach out or I'm constantly in contact with them through the Internet or talking to my neighbors. And I just know where I can be helpful. And there's a call to action, but it's not a call to action. It's a, hey, we're doing this and we all do this together. So let's get together and do it. Um I think you're you, like, buddy, you're, you were talking about building more of a, uh, uh, purchase, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I can't think of what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I'm still doing it. Like I, I get out there and I just 
bullshit every day. Uh, I think 85 times I've gotten bullshitted for half an hour, an hour. And um, yeah, people are kind of listening to what I say. Um, not take, hopefully not taking too much of it, too much of it to heart, but uh, yeah, they're enjoying it. So I think it just takes time and, um, and consistency online. Um, and then you gotta, you gotta be genuine. Uh, you got to be able to back up what you say, like walk the walk, the walk, talk the talk, whatever it is. Uh, if you're going to say what you're doing, uh, show a little proof of it. Um, have a little skin in the game online. It's tough. Like I said, there's a lot of cons. There's a lot of uh, scammers. And yeah, just be genuine and be able to back it up. Uh, and then try to meet the people, man. Like face to face, um, at least this. I mean, if you could talk to people and see them, um, it, it's a little better. Uh, yeah, face to face shaking hands doing that shit is is where it's at so yeah talk to everybody but know know where you're going to find like what you're looking for you have to define what you're looking for before you can find it i'm gonna put some comments up here uh brian scrambling says it's been two years of building the squatch fest he goes on to say even with a camp a place and fun it's like pulling teeth to get anyone real to come out well, there's that. Uh, Templin Aker says talking BSing is a skill set many people do not have, myself included. Aaron from Two Chicks Homestead says small talk is not my strong suit. So there's some comments from the people. Sounds like product idea or product options right there. You know, <laughs> if you can, uh, <laughs> you know, write a book on how to do small talk or you know, little small conversations. You know, like maybe from a bartender, a former bartender could put together a book to, you know, a 30 page book to sell for five bucks, you know, I would buy that, Brian, you should put that together, man. It's gotta be inside you. Uh, it just, it just happens. Like, I don't know. I'll, I'll think about it. You know, the funny thing is uh, I have a cousin who she can literally talk to anybody. And she told me once many, many years ago, she said, you have something in common with every single person you meet. You just have to figure out what that thing is. And then you'll be able to talk for a while. And, and I found that that was true. So listen, you have to listen to them. Yeah. yeah. You want to, you have to know what they want to talk about was if you can get them talking about something they want to talk about, you don't have to be interested in it because mm. they're going to be interested in it and carry sure. the conversation. Sure. Sure. Can't there you go. There's, your, there's your, your $5 book right there. You just got to, you just got to listen go. to them and find out what they want to talk about. <laughs> you just lost 10 bucks. <laughs> what the heck, Brian? Why, why do you hate money? <laughs> Don't hate money. Uh, there, there is a book out there. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, Scrambling. Anthony Samaroff. Yes, he, he wrote a book about uh, how to make small talk. I can't remember what it's called, but it was pretty interesting when I read it about five years ago, but I still suck at small talk. So like Brian said, it's probably got to be inside of you. <laughs> um, I, I think that is a thing that a lot of people have is they suck at small talk and, and they let it go to their head so much that they just can't talk when, when there's the need for it. Like you can't sit down and just talk about nothing. Um, so many of us introverts or I don't even know if it's so much an introvert, but people that need to have an agenda for something. Like if I have something to talk about or a specific thing, like if I go out and meet a customer, I can talk for hours about the project, about what we've got to do, about what's going on, about what they want for it. 
but to just sit there and shoot the breeze for three or four hours, unless the other person's carrying quite a bit of the conversation and I've only got to pipe up every once in a while, that's a struggle. So um, back to back to the question at hand, the issues you see where people try to build community, I think I've fallen into it. Buddy, you mentioned trying to build an online community and float. I've seen it an awful lot is, and, and I do the same thing and I, and I'm trying to figure out why I'm not getting engagement on posts. And so I look at other posts and everybody else is doing the same thing. Or I look at posts that I engage with and posts that I just scroll past. And it seems like a lot of people just post something and a link. They're trying to get something out of you rather than putting into other people. And because of, you know, we're a microwave society. We want everything now. We've so gotten to the point of, I need to go here and get what I want and get out. And I, I do the same thing. And it's how to get past that. And I'm trying to learn how to actually take a real interest in people, even though I don't really want to all the time. <laughs> Try to do or post or say or carry a conversation that other people would be interested in rather than go there to get what I want. Cause they can feel that people can feel that whether that's in a real conversation or whether that is through a podcast or posting a link, go listen to my, go listen to my podcast on, you know, go, I, I do that and I get like one star or one like or whatever. And it's okay. Why? It's because I'm only there for what I want rather than providing value to the other people. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a book on that by Gary Vee, you know, it's jab, 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 right hook. And it's like you give, 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 and then ask, you know, you give, 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 and then ask, you know, and like, yeah, and that's totally, you know, I, I rarely, you know, try to ask for things on, you know, but I, I try to interact with people and I just, you know, I just, I don't know, I suck at it. I, I think my problem is uh, two in my own head um, with, uh, uh, I'm very logical and very um, scientific in a sense. And I like a very specific way of, I, I, I try to find formulas where formulas do not exist. <laughs> and then I try to apply those and try to get the, and, and that's just not how people work, you know, um, unless you're talking about thousands of people at one time, then formulas start to make sense. But on an individual level, like I just, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm not good at the individual level thing, but I know, I know for a fact that people don't fit in, individuals don't fit into a formula. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Because they're individuals. <laughs> we are figuring out all the things tonight. <laughs> Solving the world's problem. There you go. More comments. Nate says, if I have something to talk about, I won't shut up. But if it's something I don't want to even touch, I'll sit in a corner and not make a peep. Freedom Media says, I can do it. But once my people hours are up, they are up. Scramblin says, small talk equals ask questions from the environment. He had another one down here. Let me find it. Key in on the thing that they brought key on the thing they brought that's shiny there you go what what they want you to see what right. they 
what the person intended you to notice or what they were sure. hoping someone would notice about them. Yep. If you compliment them on it, then you have them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, see, my small talk was intended to make money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine was not to build community. It was to make money over the bar. <laughs> and I got very good at it because I like money and I figured out how to do it. <laughs> I think... Uh... So there, there's so many different kinds of communities, which makes this question hard. But I, I guess one of the, the questions I get a lot is, and I know that uh, a lot of people in the Living Free in Tennessee community, like Nicole Sauce, gets this question a lot. I want a really great homesteading community. I want a really great self-reliance community in this state, in this area. Where should I move? Like there's just this spot where there's going to be this wonderful, great, established, perfect community for you to move to. I had someone email me the other day and they're moving somewhere in Minnesota. They wanted to know what town should they move to that's really homesteading friendly and Onamia. Ona Onamia. <laughs> because somebody in Onamia is selling a property. I think I think that's what we're going with here. But I thought how how crazy is it that you know we're looking for this perfect community that has been built that is established that we can just easily move into and that that's not that's not how it works. You can't just drop yourself into a community and just assume that you're going to fit in. And so I think that with a lot of people trying to make this shift to homesteading or this shift to life in the country, that can be a mistake that I think people are making and just thinking, I'm going to move where this great homesteading thing is and they're going to accept me and life's going to be wonderful, just like back on the days in the prairie and it's going to be great. And Brian, you are you going to say something? Cred, man. You got to get street cred. You got to do something. You have to provide yes. something to yes. the community. You right. can't just show up and take. Like, yep. You gotta, you got, you gotta not even think about taking for a year, two. I don't know, like ever. Uh, yes, it'll come back to you if you need it, but never, never think about getting. Right, and I think some of the problem is that people forget that building a really great community takes time. It takes legit time. And I think um, one of the biggest mistakes that I see is people wanting to gain access. Boom, you're in. Okay, let's go. And it takes time. People have to get to know who you are. They have to know you're not like this con artist. You're not just someone who thought that this would be a really cool idea and you're going to move and then you're not going to do anything or you're just going to be a taker. So, and and how many people, I mean, I moved to farm country. I, I didn't live here my whole life. So 10, 11 years ago, we moved here and I had to show people that, okay, here's what I can do. Here's what I'm going to give to the community. And it was I, like, I'm in an established farm community where people have, you know, it's great grandpa, you know, great, great grandpa, you know, who is farming back here. So yeah, it's, I don't think a lot of people understand that when they think about doing the homestead. I mean, those are the questions I get. So, you know, that's what I was approaching the question from. Um, let me see what else. I'll also say is sometimes your giving of yourself needs to be in areas you have no interest in. Like as an example, like, uh, you know, recently I was like, you know, if I'm asked to do something by somebody in the community, I need to do it whether I want to or not. And so I got asked to go do, uh, um, judge a speech for high schoolers at a, lo a local school ag thing. And let me tell you, you know, like this is literally me sitting there for three hours listening to teenagers, you know, <laughs> tell you about propaganda of, you know, modern agriculture. Like literally I'm in this thing and they're talking about all of the, you know, big pharma, you know, pro big pharma stuff. And I'm just like, this sucks. Like, 
now I threw in some interesting questions to make them question some things, but you know, it's like, I, I am hit li literally having to listen to the things that I am opposed to. Um, but I was there for, you know, to help the, you know, the kids speak better and do, you know, presentations. And I, so that's what, you know, so that's one of those that it's like, sometimes you have to volunteer to do things that you don't really want to do. And, uh, eventually you know i can you know the more i do that the more i interact the more i'll be able to be like i need some help and somebody will step up you know so sometimes you just gotta see so you, you just said it buddy you just said it you had the intention of the community was to be there to help the teens learn how to speak better and how to present better it didn't mm -hmm. matter what they were talking about right so your your intention of that community was to help these teens develop their their presentation skills so the, uh, the everything else was irrelevant so it didn't matter yeah and that's why i was willing to sit there for the several hours and listen to that because my you know i wanted them to speak because i actually do like public speaking ironically and i like giving up and giving presentations so it's a thing i know how to do uh and so i was wanting to impart what i knew about that and help you know so we got lots of comments here so let's bring some of those up rocket farm says we've been at it four years and we are just now developing resources i wouldn't even call it community yet so yeah it takes time definitely takes time rob says to build community you need to be part of your community amy is right it takes time someone wise told me consistency is key it applies in real life and online as well we want and need consistency Letty says, the worst with moving is when people move to a community but make zero effort to meet anyone or find that community, but then bitch and moan that they know no one, so they never leave their house. Yep, 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 yep. Let's I never see. leave my house, and I don't bitch about not knowing anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool Let's with see. that. Consistency. Consistency. That C, it is the key. It is the key. <laughs> oh, boy. Um. What else was that? I, th I think a couple of other issues that sometimes people will um, issues they will have is that they're, they're two conflicting things. They will want they will want their community to be super huge, super big. I want the super huge community, which isn't necessarily what you need. It's not always the best thing. The other thing is the other end of that spectrum, which is I want my community to be this, 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 you know, they have all these little check marks that you have to put in a box to be part of their community. And so being too big or being too specific, I think can, can be a problem too. Have you guys seen that at all or? Online for sure. For sure. Like, uh, I think we experienced that together with the group that you started. Like once it got too big, <laughs> it just was, it was just a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, but then we wanted to pare it down. So we transitioned to a smaller group, but we didn't really define what we wanted in the group, but we, we defined it a little too much, but not enough. It, it's yeah. just this weird balancing act. I think online's just a dumpster fire in general. Uh, but you got to take it for what it is and use mm -hmm. it for what you can uh, build build one-on-one -on -one connections with people or small group connections. Telegram's great for that. Um, telegram groups and kind of observing people and what they know, their skill sets, and then reaching out to them on a one-to-one -one basis uh, or in a smaller group setting. Uh, so being able to pair off all those groups and pick, pick and choose who you want to talk to and develop relationships with, it kind of works for me. 
Um, and then you're you're still part of those bigger communities, but you can pull off a little bit and be in a one-on-one mm-hmm. chat or a conversation or a small yeah. group chat. I think part of that is just knowing what you're looking for. And I think the group that you're referencing, which is a, a farm group that I ran many years ago on Facebook, it just it was great and we had wonderful conversations and then it just grew to this obnoxiously huge number. And at first we were like, Oh, this is great. We're going to have all this information and conversation and it's wonderful, but it wasn't wonderful because then people start fighting because it's too big. And then you got the people that are posting this stuff. They're not supposed to post. And it just became this horrible thing. And so it's, it's not about the numbers. It's about a lot of other stuff, you know, that it's, it's not always about how big it is. Maybe it's never about how big it is. I don't know. It's a weird balance that you have to find. So every guy in America just went, thank you, Amy. Why? What did I do? It's not all about how big it is. Oh, <laughs> you heard it here. Amy has spoken. Solve the world's <laughs> problems <laughs> one time every 10 minutes. <laughs> there you go. I wonder what comments I will get in my email now because of that one. There we go. We, we have taken it there. I love it. I love it. Every time. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, let's see. What else was there? Did, any, did anybody else have anything they need to say about size? Size matters? Doesn't matter. I don't know. All right, let's move on. So practical tips for how to build the community you want. We had Brian talking about talk to people, have a conversation, struggle through that small talk, if that's what you need to do. I know some of us are, are kind of anti anti-small talk, but you know, that it's kind of how you, you gauge things about people. And, you know, you, you can learn a lot of people, learn a lot of things about how people handle that small talk. But do you have any other suggestions for how to actually meet people, especially if we're talking like in person? That is one of the questions I get the most often when it comes to like homesteading or homeschooling or anything like that. How do I go out and meet these people in person so I can have these in-person connections? I had somebody who said, I went to the farmer's market and I was thinking I was going to meet all these homesteady, wonderful people. And I didn't meet them at the farmer's market. And they thought they were going to make all these connections. And I said, well, that's because a lot of the farmers are at home working. (laughs) So they're not at farmer's market, you know? Um, So do you guys have any suggestions for in person or not in, just other suggestions for how to actually build those communities. So I have a strategy that has worked since I was a teenager. Okay. So to meet new people in groups, go find. So when you go to a new, this is not on like starting from scratch. This is when you're joining a community, go find the leader of that community. Um, not necessarily the one that says they're the leader, but like observe and find the actual leader and go talk to them and you basically say hey i am new here uh i don't know anything will you introduce me to some people that know stuff so that i can learn and they will walk you around and introduce you to everybody and now everybody knows that you're new you're trying to learn and that you want to get better and basically it's it's over after that all you got to do is just talk to some people about the topic of the whatever the group is and like that has always worked for me. Like it's, it's that, you know, I have that initial fear of like talking to someone new and it's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, like I don't want to do this, you know, but I've learned that if I'll talk to the leader, then he introduces me to everyone else. And I only have to talk to one new person. I only have to approach one person 
everyone else will be approached by somebody else. And so like that is that is the one strategy that I know that has always worked for me. <laughs> so pass that on for what it's worth. Uh, find find things related to what you're looking to build your community. So if you're looking to build a homesteading community, go to the feed store. Talk to the guy at the feed store, the guy that owns not not the tractor supply. Like go find a fucking feed mill where they have quality feed, and talk to the guy because he probably owns it and he's probably owned it for a hundred years. There's family has and he knows everybody in town and be like, hey. I'm looking to start an organic chicken farm. Uh, who around here is raising chickens that's eating organic food? What are they eat? What are they feeding their birds? Um, get names. Give them your freaking phone number. And l- don't worry about people calling you. You want to talk to people. That's the whole intention. Um, so, Or put a flyer up at the feed store or at the gas station. Like When we wanted to sell shit, we would put flyers up at all the gas stations with what we had for sale. Um, in the local area because we're in small town and we always have the community boards for sale and all that find um, find classes about things or seminars Um, like we're all in the homesteading community I guess so like uh, like the local goat association is gonna have an annual get together or a semi-annual get together find out when it's going on go show up they'll take your money they will let you pay $10 to come and watch their speaker talk. And then when they have cookies and milk after you go and talk to people, you say, Hey, that was a really cool presentation. Or I think that's a bunch of bullshit or whatever. Be honest and be genuine, but talk to those people because you're there on a common interest. It's all about defining that community again and defining the intentions and then funneling that intention to a place where those people are. That's how I meet people. Yeah, it, it, it's that thing about you have to be willing to step out and talk to people. And I'm not a person who's going to show up and be like, hey, here I am. I'm new. That like That's a struggle for me. But um, you, you, there's so many people who want to meet the people at the feed store or meet the people at, you know, the goat show or whatever. But they show up and they don't do anything. They show up and they stand in the corner. Like, no, nobody's going to know that you're new. I mean... Most people are not going to know you're new because they're doing the thing that they're doing. So you have to be willing to step out and say, hey, (laughs) you know, run into somebody like literally bump into them and say, excuse me. Oh, my God. Hey, what did you think of that presentation? Like (laughs) you could just run into somebody or drop something and go, oh my God, I dropped this. And they'll like try to help you pick it up. And you'd be like, hey, what'd you think about the presentation? Or, hey, uh, feed's really going through the roof. Or it's fucking sunny out, isn't it? Finally. Yeah, there you go. That's going to be my new tactic. I'm going to bump into people. Oops, sorry. Look (laughs) out at LFTN. Amy's going to be running into everybody. Watch out, everybody. (laughs) That might be because she's just wobbly. (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, and i think oh go ahead ken you're good go for it i was just gonna say that the other thing about showing up and and talking to people like actually talking to people you might have to do it more than once you might have to show up more than once it's not going to be a magical ta-da here i am and now i have 15 friends you might have to show up more than once so ken what were you going to say yeah like like brian was saying you have to 
figure out what kind of community you're trying to build. Like if, if you want to build a homesteading community or if you want to volunteer for something or you want to help the homeless or whatever that is, go to events that are about that thing. If you go to church, go to a church. Go Like you move to a new area and you want to build community, the quickest way to do that is to go to church, whether, whether you like church or not. Um, go try different churches, whatever get the get the local newspaper look for events there's sporting events there's the farmers market there's dozens of things every single week even in a tiny little community get out and go do stuff and meet people and and use what Brian said to actually learn how to talk to them or go buddies route and just talk to the one person and let him introduce you to the other people i like that by the way but don't open a can of corn and expect to get peas so don't go to a soccer game and expect to find somebody to talk to about knitting, unless it's a grandma watching the kid that's knitting. Like that would make sense. But like, yeah. So like target your focus. Yeah. And I was going to say another part about being a part of community. Something I just thought of is uh, play to your strengths when you volunteer two things, volunteer for stuff, uh, but play to your strengths. Don't do something you're not good at. Um, I, I am good at planning stuff. I am not good at coordinating those plans with multiple people before an event. So like, so there's that. However, you get me there on the day of and I, you, you're going to have a hard time working harder than me. And so I am great for on the day, just grunt work. And so that's what I volunteer for is grunt work during the day. And most people hate grunt work. I'm usually fine with it. So People love me for that. Uh, and so like, just so play to your strengths and show that you're there to help and uh, you'll be able to integrate better into the community. But don't volunteer for something uh, that you're going to suck at and uh, and then you're going to let everyone down. And then it was like, what's the point of that person? You know. Mm-hmm. Hey, Letty says I'm giving all my pickup lines away. Like I haven't even scratched the surface. <laughs> We got some comments. I've had, I've, had to, I've had to put them all away since I've been married. So, but yeah, there's there's plenty more. All right. So comments uh, from the chat we have from Farm and Flower Show. As empty nesters, we are having to deploy different strategies. Might have to go look at the little church up the road where the neighbors go. Not exactly what I want, but it's where the locals are. That is absolutely true. Rob says, buddy is spot on. Have one awkward conversation about your intentions, and then it's much easier from there. People also perceive you differently when direct engagement is with the leader. Sound advice. Ashley says, hardware store or local coffee shop, not a chain store. Well, let's see what else we got. Uh-oh, someone's going to someone's gonna knock me over. Erin, who's going to be at LFTN, says she's going to shoves Amy over. Oh, sorry. Now, now, what? No, I missed all this chat. We got Farm and Flower Show. How many old fashions will she have before she wobbles at LFTN? You all, you all, I don't even know what you're talking about. The size of the size of that old fashion won't matter, though. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, boy. Nate says, ultimate small talk. Get your technician ham license, ham radio license, and jump on a repeater. That helps work on the small talk for me. Yeah, ham radio is all about the small talk, isn't it? It definitely, oh my gosh, there's a whole bunch of comments here that I wasn't seeing before. Find a ham radio operator at an event and ask them about ha- radios and you'll never have to say another word. That is true. That is absolutely true. You are not lying. 
Oh, boy. All right. We're at about an hour, but I got one more question I was going to ask here because this is something that comes up when people talk about wanting to build a community, but being a little bit afraid of who might show up or who might join. If someone is in your community that shouldn't be there for whatever reason, they're a slacker, they're a taker, whatever reason they shouldn't be there. How do you deal with that? How exactly do you deal with that? Anybody want to jump in on that one, buddy? Excommunication. Excommunication. Ah. Yeah, I mean, when it's all execution. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we did mention bringing back dueling. We did. We did. In online communities, I mean, it's kind of petty, but you just ignore them and eventually they just go away. You know, in person, you know, I've, I've had decent success of basically like, being upfront and honest and uh and yeah, one one particular person i'm thinking of they ended up leaving the community um because i was like I, I just don't think you're gonna fit because you're doing x y and z and everyone else is doing a b and c and like there's a slight overlap but it's not what you're after you know and uh and then the other you know and then other people have like oh okay that's what's going on and you know, then they, you know, kind of fall in line in a sense, you know? And so, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. It's like, as much as I hate to talk to people like that first introduction and like, I've never talked to them. Um, if I can push myself over it, then, then I can usually be a pretty good communicator, but it's that, it's that getting past that fear that has been trained out of Brian from being a, a bartender. I mean, if you if you're intentional on building your communities if you're if you focus on what needs what your goals are if somebody's not contributing to that goal as a community you sh- they should they, they'll feel uncomfortable they'll they kind of weed themselves out if if you if you set expectations when you talk to people and then they don't like people are usually honest about it and if they're not they're going to feel uncomfortable about it because you've set those clear expectations when you when you talk to somebody or a group of people when you're getting together hey we're all going to do this and if there's somebody standing off to the side you just all kind of shoot them a couple looks every once in a while and eventually they'll feel uncomfortable and it'll take care of itself in my i mean if somebody's really taking and taking and taking and they just keep coming back for more just stop giving i mean there is that Ken, did you have anything? Yeah, it kind of depends on what kind of community you're building, I think. You know, if you have built an intentional community where everybody lives in a compound and and you're all supposed to be contributing, it's kind of maybe a little bit harder to kick somebody out of that. But depending on what kind of community you have, you can go buddies route and just ignore them, you know, ignore them into oblivion. If, if I don't want to associate with somebody where I'm at, I just don't have anything to do with them. <laughs> I mean, it, it's that simple. It, it can be a little harder if, if it's somebody that goes to your church or if it's somebody that's in some tight little gardening club or something that you have. It, it can be a little more difficult, but then it comes back to have that conversation with them. Just have a talk with them. Be upfront. Hey, look, this, this, and this. This isn't working. What can we do to work it out? I've found it easier or it works better when instead of 
putting everything on the other person. You say, here's this issue I see. What do you think we need to do to take care of this? What can we do together to work past this? If they're not workable at that point and they're, they refuse to leave the group, then I guess you got to leave the group, leave the community or, or something. That's linguistics. That's yeah. That's great. Yeah. I like that. And, and y'all said what I was going to say, but can I, especially like what you said about, you know, we can turn this around and how, you know, how can, how can we work through this? How can we make this better and, and just see where it is and, and go from there depending on what their answer is. I, I do have uh, certain communities that I'm in where going back to the kind of ignoring them thing, I have communities I'm in online where there were, there are people who will just drop links and run or post videos they've made and run. And they literally never communicate with anyone. They just like drop a link. And, and for a while I thought, well, do we kick them out? And then I thought, you know, if we just don't interact with them, you know, like, you have posted the 27th link of the week and nobody's interacting with you. At what point are you going to be like, geez, nobody, maybe I should speak never. up. Maybe I should say something. Maybe I should never what? They'll never stop because they don't some, understand. They don't what, know. Some people. Yeah. They don't know they're not getting interaction because they're just drive by. They're just dropping it everywhere. Carpet bombing. it. Right. And I there mean, are those people. There are those get people. It online. Yeah. There are some people who have been like, huh, maybe I should have a conversation. And then they start talking and you're like, hey, see how much better this works. But there are the people who they don't even you're right, because they've just went to 17 groups and dropped the same link. And so you see it 17 different times because you're in all the same groups with them. And they don't even know because the next time they go back into those groups is when they're going to drop the next link. So, yeah, it all depends. Yeah, I guess you got to read the community. And, and like you said, Ken, it's. It's different if we're talking online or we're talking church or your little gardening club or something like that. It's you have to deal with them all a little differently. So um, does anybody have any last words they want to give about this topic of community? Otherwise, I think we're probably good to wrap it up. Anybody have? Well, I, I just if you build it, they will come. Yeah. Well, and I was, was going to say uh, I'm going to sum up basically what. Brian has said most of the night, just in fewer words of like, you just got to make sure you set expectations and mm -hmm. everyone understands them. Yeah. Anything from you, Ken? Just, just repetition. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's all about what kind of community you're building. You have to know mm -hmm. what it is. If you're the one building the community, I think Brian said it several times, set those expectations so that people know what's expected, what's okay, and what's not okay. Mm -hmm. Then then it's like, hey, look, dude, there's these guidelines. You either stick with them or you're gone. You're out. If you don't have those expectations or those guidelines, how do you eliminate somebody from the community? Unless we bring back dueling. Just saying. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even if solve some problems. <laughs> yeah. If you're building it or you're just looking for someone to join with, um, you don't have to listen to all their other bullshit. Like I can focus on one skill set of somebody and they can talk about everything else all day long. So if you're building a community like you're you're member number one or you're looking for a group and you find a group that meets all the expectations you have for what you're looking to get out of it. 
then it, all the other stuff is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I mean, if you're looking to join or looking to build a community, I think those both, you just need to have clear expectations of what you need out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that case, they would be giving more than they're taking. Cause any, anytime somebody becomes more of a taker than a giver, they got to go or I got to go. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying like what you, what, you have to give, you have to have, right. like, if I'm joy, I have to have an expectation of what I'm going to get to know what I need to give to that. What, what right. energy I'm focusing towards that. I'm not, I wasn't right. saying, yeah, no. to get out of it. <laughs> no. Yeah. That I was just agreeing with you. Like if, if that oh, other person is, is a general dick, but he's got this one really great skill set that contributes a lot to the group. You can put up with a lot of crap. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I get lucky. <laughs> Oh, come on now. (laughs) All right. So hopefully uh, this has got you thinking about community and how to build a good community, how to find the right community. We have learned, figure out what the hell you want before you start all this. That's going to, that's going to get you out on the right foot. So uh, before we wrap up here, I will tell you that next Tuesday, uh, the topic is going to be staying positive in the middle of the negative. And so that will be an awesome chat. I will be watching that on my phone probably because a bunch of us are going to be down at the LFTN Spring Workshop. So all y'all who aren't, you're going to have to uh, carry that one for us. So have fun with that. But uh, besides that, why don't we go around and you can tell us where we can find you. Remind us where we can find you and tell us if you've got anything coming up that you want us to know about. Brian, do you want to start? Yeah, uh, Comfrey on sale now, uh, lotsproject.com slash shop. That's the lotsproject.com slash shop. I got crown cuttings and root cuttings for sale up there, a bunch of other shit, uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, use cryptocurrency. Get into cryptocurrency, figure it out, figure out how to use it because it's coming along. If you want to use it and you choose chip cryptocurrency checkout, when you pick your payment method, you get 10% off the top, always on sale. So, I mean, figure it out. You can buy something with it. And uh, everybody always says, well, what are you going to do with it when you have it? Well, you can come to my website and spend it and buy stuff. So, um, yeah, there is a use for it. So, thelotsproject.com, uh, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m., YouTube, Float, Odyssey, Twitch, all sorts of places. I live stream 6 to 6.30-ish. And then Saturday mornings, I do an interview show for an hour uh, starting at 9 a.m. Central now. Rolled that back to 9 a.m. so I could actually have coffee on Coffee with Brian and not stay up all night. Um, I don't know. Maybe weird ideas come together like that every once in a while. But uh, yeah, this weekend I got uh, Ariel McLaughlin from uh, Fine Knife. I I can never pronounce the her uh, her farm her uh, house name, uh, but yeah, lives in a tiny house out in uh, Wyoming, off grid, super cool. Uh, so I'm looking forward to chatting with her. I've interacted with her online for a long time, so it should be a great chat. Check it out. For me, everything okay. This is Han right there, buddy.net. Uh, that's where you check out everything for me. Mostly right now, she's doing a podcast every Monday morning. I release it. Uh, 7 a.m. Central Time, or well, I guess actually it's 7 a.m. Uh, universal Time. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that's the big thing that I do. I do have a YouTube and Odyssey channel where um, I intend to release a little more stuff. I'm in the middle of transitioning um, a few things, uh, trying to figure out kind of 
the full direction that I want to go, but mostly just a podcast about my journey from not knowing anything to actually learning how to do something as a DIYer. So that's me. You can find me in two places, constructiveliberty.com and teamcatalyst.com. I've got a father-son camping event coming up in June. If you go to teamcatalyst.com, there's a link right at the top of that that says TC Father-Son Camping Event. Go check it out. It's for dads and their teenage boys. So go check it out. I want to see you there. Alrighty, and you can find me at a farmerskindoflife.com. I do podcasts Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. This is this Thursday. My uh, interview is with Mr. Ken Ash. We are talking about personalities. And uh, so that was a super fun discussion that we had. I got real excited during that discussion. So check that out. Uh, Thursday, I'm also going to be live streaming with Nicole Sauce. We are having our second uh, live stream of the Spicy Sisters. So uh, we'll be drinking whiskey and talking about the world. So it's going to be wild. That will be uh, 2 p.m. Central, I believe, on her channel, Living Free in Tennessee, and it might be on my live, my uh, channel as well. Haven't decided that yet. And then a uh, reminder that Friday mornings I live stream on uh, Farmish Kind of Life YouTube and Facebook and Float, I think, if I get that set up again. So uh, we'll be doing that, and it'll be wonderful. And Brian, are you going to say something? I see you giggling. So drinking, drinking whiskey and solving the world's problem, or drinking whiskey and talking about the world. Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah. I mean, that's like, cut the spicy sister stuff off. Just like Amy and Nicole drinking whiskey, talking about the world. <laughs> I, I don't remember where spicy sisters came from, but someone said it once when we were in a chat together and I said, yes, that's what it is. So we put that together. So that is fun. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's pretty much it. So uh, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next Tuesday. Have a lovely night.